Guys, gentlemen, ladies, boys and girls and animals of all species, it's good to be here again, it's good to talk to the people again, I've been gone for about a month or so, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, and it's official, I got the coronavirus. now I want to dispel a couple of things. I want to tell you a couple of truths. Those of you that still hold on to the fallacy that the virus is not real. And I believed it at one point in time. And I'm man enough to admit. The virus is real. I got it and I got it. I don't want to say really bad. Because I never feared for my life. But it was definitely a different illness. A different sickness a different uh timeline of recuperation um i got it sometime in october like at the beginning of october i was out for about a week and a half from work and listen i had fever for about 10 days normally when i get the flu or any other virus Usually, I just take pills for a few days and gradually get better. You know, maybe by the second or third day, the fever is no longer as strong. This was different. It was the fifth, sixth, seventh, about the eighth day. I was still getting fever. If I wasn't taking pills... And I was trying to recuperate on my own, you know, drink fluids, uh, take vitamins or whatever. It it wasn't helping. The fever was coming back. The fatigue was incredible. The fatigue was incredible. I would struggle to get up. I would struggle to get up from the couch to the restroom, from the couch to the kitchen in the living room to the kitchen. I would struggle mightily. I lost 15 pounds in a matter of about six, seven, eight days. And I tried. I really tried eating greasy food, you know. By the time I realized I wasn't needing nearly the portions that I am accustomed mm-hmm. to eating, you know, I was ordering takeout. I was having my wife, luckily, she got it only uh, slightly. Her symptoms were very minimal, you know, the the... The smell was gone and the taste was gone. But other than that, she only got a little congestion. Her body was, you know, ready to go. Luckily, she was able to care for me. Now, like I said, this is a different virus. It's like a body high. If some of you that have smoked before and you understand the phrase body high, it was like that. But a super, super tired body high. Just not able to function either cognitively or physically nearly as well as I can function when I'm sick any other time. And I've been sick. You know, I've been a sickly kid. I was a sickly kid. So when I uh, was younger, you know, I suffered from bronchitis, I suffered from a lot of respiratory uh, viruses, a lot of respiratory illnesses when I was young, 
So this illness made me as ill as I felt back then when I was a younger kid. My strength, my strength was sap, is sap. I still am not in condition to work, you know, as hard as I wish I could. As, uh, as long as I wish I could. So, you know, I'm still recuperating. And so now, here comes the, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, the virus is real. And I could see and understand how it is that some folks with other chronic illnesses can really succumb and fall precipitously. Because your body's just not functioning properly. Like I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a relatively healthy, strong, young guy. I mean, I'm 36. In 2021, that's considered relatively young. You know, I don't drink soda. I, I limit my bread intake. I limit my grease intake. So, you know, I work out. I do a lot of manual labor in my job. So, luckily... I was strong enough that even though I got it bad, I wasn't affected severely. And luckily I'm recuperating for the hey, When I went back to work the first week, I was dizzy like a bug. I was very dizzy. I, I could feel my cognitive processing was deteriorated severely as well. I couldn't function, I couldn't process thoughts, I couldn't process syntax, I couldn't process the strategizing and the tactics that I need for work as fast or as clearly as I normally would. Normally, I'm uh, not a multitasker, but I can do two to three things at the same time. One physically, two or three mentally. And I was in no condition the first week and a half after, you know, testing negative to do anything really. So I'm here to tell you the virus is real. I don't think it's as lethal. Well, obviously the numbers will tell you it's not as lethal as uh, they try to make it out to be on the news, in the media, etc. But I will also tell you that the government uh, has definitely made it worse. I mean, you can't even go to your normal doctor and have a normal checkup, you know, get your, get your normal shot. No! That's you have a fever. Can't go to the doctor and go and get your proper medicine like when you usually get severely sick. So there's a systemic problem. There's a systemic issue at play here. Okay. Those of us and I'm back at work and I, I feel a little apprehensive. 
about getting near anybody that sneezes or anybody that seems like they got some mucus going on in their nasal uh, nasal area. So yeah, I guess there is a little bit of fear about the situation. And, and I'm very mad about it because I honestly feel like I have nothing to fear. Like, thank God I'm healthy. Thank God I uh, have a job where I actually have to use my hands and body other than my brain because that kept me strong. Now, the wild thing about this illness is that you just don't know who it's going to hit hard. Now, let me tell you something. My sleeping habits aren't the best. Um, sometimes I have a lot of stress and pressure on me. I will have, you know, numerous projects going on simultaneously at work. While I have stuff to deal with at home, as y'all know, got a kid on the spectrum. As you all know, I have a three-year-old that's wild and energetic, and, you know, I love him to death. And, you know, I still got babysitting duties on top of me being, a, you know, part of management at work. But, uh, I've come to realize, you know, this virus... Since it slowed my syntax down, since it slowed my uh, mental processing down, it's actually slowed me down, period. It has made me sit down and take a breath and think about what I'm going to do. You know, I've, I've, I've sat down. And now I mentally process things in a way where I can prioritize the most important. I'm a fan of self-help books, of self-help po- podcasts, and you know... The new thing I keep hearing now is, you know, it's not about hustle, hustle, you know, work to the end of the bone. Don't work until, you know, your skin (laughs) is ragged, until you're looking like you haven't slept for days. You know, it's about prioritizing and accepting that what you can't do, you either delegate or you forget about. And it sounds like a simple thing. It sounds like a simple lesson. It sounds like a cliche. But you know, I always tell my friends, cliches are cliches for a reason. And you either prove them right or prove them wrong. And that's all there is to it. So guys, I hope you guys are doing well. It's still the Mexican Libertarian. I still am all about capitalism. I still am all about freedom. By the way, I've been reading uh, Thomas Paine. I'm trying to get to the end of um, The Rights of Man. This guy is a fantastic writer. And, uh, you know, he just makes me understand that what we're going through now politically, financially, and governmentally, as far as governance goes, you know, it's, it's the same issues that they were going uh, going through back then. You know, either we understand that the government needs to be (laughs) smaller, a lot smaller, or we're just going to be taxed to death. You know, unfortunately, most of us believe 90% 90 of what's on the news, uh, they already know how to psychologically, 
you know, train us. They already know. And I'm speaking about the media. I'm speaking about those in power. I'm speaking about those that can pull the levers. They know how to psychologically train us. You know, they know how to push the emotional buttons so that we react a certain way. And there are a couple of steps ahead. Once we react a certain way, they present us with their solution. A solution they already had in place prior to the problem being presented to us. Now, just watch the TV. Watch how things are framed on TV. Watch how they speak and what they speak about. There are a gazillion things they could talk about, but they don't. Why don't they? Why don't they? There are a million things they could talk about that they don't. They always focus on the negative. They always focus on things that divide us. You know, whether it be race, whether it be tax brackets, whether it be the half-nots against, you know, the guys that are a little slightly better off. It's not about the millionaires versus the common folk. It's about the gazillionaires, the ultra-billionaires. That you don't even see that have their hands in government against the common folk okay I'm happy for all the millionaires for all the new millionaires they made a way they are inspiration for the rest of us so I got I have nothing against millionaires and nor do I have anything against billionaires that are all about providing jobs and keeping their hands out of government you know, if you're a billionaire and you keep your hands out of government, hey, all power to you. Excuse my son, he's playing in the background, but... And forgive me if my editing is not as uh, good or as sharp or as clear as your other favorite podcasters, but, uh, you know, I have a busy life. And really, I just record and upload. So I hope you enjoy that. I hope you have a good day today, whether it be your morning, evening, or night. The Mexican Libertarian, signing off.